What's going on, guys? Yo, yo, yo. It's your boy, Player X. And the Glonewell. And we together are the Semi Limited Podcast. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so, uh, just before we start the episode, I just want to show some love to all you guys and everyone following the podcast. Uh, just a reminder that it's a happy Easter for you guys, too. We're recording this before it, but it won't drop until Monday after Easter. So, happy Easter to everyone there. They call this a Terminator timeline timeline in the podcasting world, just to let you know. A couple of my uh, idols call it that. <laughs> uh, but so shout out to you guys and happy Easter for everyone. Uh, much love to you guys for showing love on the podcast, following us on all the social media. Just to remind everyone again, we got a Twitter giveaway. When we hit 50 followers, we will be giving out a secret prize bundle, maybe a play set of cards. Could be a play mat. You never know. One might say follow to find out. <laughs> All of the uh, links to our social sites are in the description below. Just click that link tree down there, and it'll bring you right to a big old screen that says, hey, follow all these sites. And you just click them all, and you follow them. Simple as that. All right. Getting right into it, shall we? We are joined today by a very, very, very special guest. Someone who was just on the other side of the continent. Your reigning YCS champion, Paulie Aronson. Howdy, guys. What's good? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Love to have you on. Thank you for coming out. Champ is here. The champ is here. <laughs> Bring out all the plugs. So do you have uh, anyone you want to shout out or any call outs, any sponsor plugs you want to like make before we start? Yeah, I mean, for sure. You know, um, my team, you know, Team Luxury, Luxury Gaming, all the boys. Uh, shout out to... Uh, I mean, it's funny. I feel like I give the same shout-outs in every vid, but uh, my boy Brad, <laughs> my boy Brad, he's like, my, he's my master deck builder. He's insane. Uh, mm -hmm. My uh, Hani, my one of my best friends, we test like me and Hani. He was like the main person I tested with this event. Like we were joking two weeks ago that like we probably like the two of us probably tested more than like anyone else. And like I don't know if that was true or not. Probably not, but we definitely tested a ton. And it, it, it shows it, at least <laughs> you play tested it enough at least. Yeah, um, let's see, uh, shout out to, oh, Sunday morning, I'll tell a story about this later on, but it, yeah. some of y'all probably already heard this story about the infamous water bottle, but shout out to all my friends who helped me uh, fix that fiasco, all the, my friends who lent me cards, and uh, yeah. Well, we're definitely yeah. going to get into the uh, the waterboarding you did over there. You were, ta uh, you were yeah. taking it out of your cards that day. Oh, yes. Any other uh, people you want to shout out or any plugs? I think. Yeah, no, that's it, that's it. Oh, shout out to my friend Tali. Yeah, shout out to my friend Tali. Yeah, she, uh, she uh, helped contribute as well to the uh, to the effort. Hey, there you go. Awesome. All right, shout out to everybody. Just listen, man. Nope, it takes a village, especially Hani. I never met Hani, but I hope to. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, he seems like a great guy. Absolutely. So, getting into the interview, how do you feel now that you are officially amongst the greats who have won <laughs> prestigious YCSs? Um, I mean. It's awesome. I, I never, I never thought I'd be a two-time YCS champion. That's true. I never thought I'd be a one-time YCS champion. Yeah, I feel that. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's been a really fun. It's been a really exciting week. You know, everybody's been you know saying congratulations and everything. It's been uh, it's been good. It's made me feel even more motivated for for the next one. Kind of weird. Like I always said, if I got to get a second win, I'd feel like I'd feel content. Like. Like, I accomplished yeah. everything I could really want to accomplish, and, like, you know, I could quit. I, I would feel like I could quit the game and be happy with what I accomplished. But, like, it's almost made me, like, not want to quit. It's made me want to just keep 
keep going. Yeah. So kind of relit that pilot underneath you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so does it feel different winning an IRL y YCS as opposed to like winning a remote YCS? Cause like those remote YCSs are a little bit different. Yeah. They're like, they're a little, some of them are a little, have been a little bit smaller. Um, so like the one I won was I think 600 people compared to, you know, the 250th, which was I think 30. 3,200. Uh -huh. I mean, the average YCS is around like, what, 1,000 to 1,200? So. About 1,000 to 15, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, so, you know, remotes are like on the smaller end, and this one was like way off the other end in comparison. Off the Richter scale. But both, definitely both were amazing to win. Like, it's the, like, when you win in that moment, it's like super, super exciting. So both were similar in that way. Overall, they were pretty, it felt pretty similar. The, the, this one, like, people were like, oh, it must have felt insane, like, being there, like, being on stage, like, having everybody cheering for you at the end. But, like, the thing is, like, the tournament went so long this weekend that by the time it ended, almost everyone had left the convention center. Yeah. So, like, there wasn't really anyone there to cheer at the There was. There, I had, like, a handful of post friends who were who were there, and it was awesome, it was awesome seeing them at the end. But, uh, mm -hmm. but it, in a way... I don't want to say the remote one was more exciting at the end, just like having my phone in my hand and just seeing all the messages immediately. But they were they were both exciting in their own way. And, and as far as uh, the gameplay, both, you know, even though the remotes are digital and even though this one was bigger than average, they both still feel like a YCS. They, uh, so they're long. Oh, they're long. A lot of rounds. Um, yeah, and that's fun. They're fun. Oh. Remotely or in real life, you know, YCS champion is a YCS champion. I don't know if you've watched uh, Fast and Furious. Family. To <laughs> 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 win a YCS, you need family. I know that quote. Oh, there, go ahead. What, what, what were you going to say, though? Sorry. <laughs> but it just reminds me of uh, when Vin Diesel won and Paul Walker walked up and said, I almost had you. And he goes, it don't matter if you won by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. And I like that mentality. It don't matter if it's a remote YCS, an in-person YCS, it don't matter. <laughs> you won the YCS, you went there, did the thing, put in the work and got the reward. So kudos to you, my friend. And I think we shouted you out our last episode as well when we found out, because we didn't want to record until after we got the uh, the contents and the information from the YCS. And when we found out that it was you, I even sent you a message that night because we were watching it over on the East Coast. And I was like, yo, yes. I, I know you're going in there, but it's like one o'clock over here, dog. I got to go to sleep. Sorry, but oh, good, good luck oh to you. Gosh. Yeah, I so. felt bro, I felt so bad for all my boys, like all my friends on the East Coast were texting. They were they were all texting me the next day, like, bro, we stayed up all night watching you, bro. You kept us up all day. I was like, oh my god, I'm sick. <laughs> I stayed as late as I could, and then when I saw that you won, I definitely went to go check the replays just to like get that <laughs> that moment. You know what I'm I saying? Just to feel that. like as if I was there, because you know all the East Coasters are all we're, we're pretty tightly knit. You know, people who are listening on the West Coast or whatever, you know, that's not to say that we don't like you or whatever, but we, we just see each other making the same runs. Like we see Paulie, we see Xu Ping at like all these regionals, all these runs, just because you guys are grinding up the world's points. So I definitely, it's always good to see people like you guys there too, kind of keep us all grounded. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of which, do you think that there's a difference between you playing like remotely against somebody and then you playing in person against somebody like are the experiences between your rounds for those YCS is like different um they're very similar once you get used to remote especially um they're very similar I think for a lot of players when they first start doing remote it's, it's harder because there's a there's elements like you're not used to like being able to space you, you have to spatially visualize your opponent's cards that aren't physically in front of you yeah so it's like it's weird you have to be very cognizant of your space of your hands because you accidentally knock a card on the floor like DQ'd exactly uh, if, you, if you DC, you're that's flat out, flat out game loss. So remote can be challenging at first for a lot of players. Um, once you get used to it, though, it's it's it to me at least it feels 
it's almost the same. Um, I get in the zone in either one. The only thing is in, in remote, like, I try to be slightly more cognizant of, like I said, of my hands, of, like, making sure not to knock anything over, of, like, being very careful yeah. with card placement. But if anything, that carefulness has actually, I've found, like, I find myself carrying that over to IRL play now. Like, I'll find, yeah. like, in person, like, I always keep my deck in, like, the proper deck zone now. I'm much more careful and deliberate with my, like, card placement. So, mm. if anything, that's carried over from r remote to in person, and um, it's pro probably a good a good uh, uh, habit. So, it's a probably a good thing. That's just Konami grooming us right there. <laughs> they got us. They fucking got us. <laughs> that's why they've been handing out all these drinks at events. They're just brainwashing yeah. us. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They got it in the water. <laughs> you guys are going to buy the newest set. <laughs> so where do you see your uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! career going in the future? Like, how far is enough for Mr. Pauly A? Well, like I said earlier, you know, if anything, this win has been making me feel more motivated to keep playing. But nonetheless, I've made the decision I will be quitting after next Friday. So no more duels. Done forever. Yep. Wait, after next Friday? No, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Sorry, I, love, I, don't, I got to pull around. <laughs> he got so, me. It's, uh, no, um, uh, I'm going to be going to YCS Philly. I'm going to go into y to Nats. I'm trying to go to YCS Chile, which was just announced yesterday, last minute. Um, The flights are insanely expensive, so I'm going to try to see what I can pull off. But I'm going to be trying to go as many events as I can. I'm definitely, definitely not going to stop. And uh, I don't know, I guess. Maybe one day I'll try to go for a third win. You never know. You never know. I mean, like, probably, I feel like it's statistically unlikely that I would get a, a third one ever, but gotta try, right? So, we'll see. I don't think so. Hey, shit. Hey, a dynasty is three, so you gotta go for it. Absolutely. I'm about to say, I think it gets easier afterwards. You know, I used to knock doors and I used to work for sales, and they told you the best time to get a sale is right after you just got a sale. <laughs> really? That's crazy. So, honestly, <laughs> if I were to put my money on anyone winning Philly, it'd be you. Because you just won YCS. Well, that, yeah, you in gained LA. experience too. Exactly. You, you've been there, uh, you know. Maybe, maybe. I'm def definitely gonna try. I mean, I mean, I guess like this past season we had, uh, I think three in in Terraform, There was three two-time YCS champ, three players who won two YCSs each in that format. Uh, your uh, Christian, Jesse, and Chris. So mm -hmm. it, it definitely, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll try to make myself one of those uh, repeaters this format. Oh, three P, baby. If the Miami Heat can do it. <laughs> the, the, I'm just saying. Oh, it's been a while. Uh, but speaking of, uh, you, you know, as far as like your career and whatnot, uh, like you, I know you're sponsored by Luxury Gaming, correct? Yep, that's right. So for the like normal person who maybe doesn't know like how they work or how sponsors work in general, do you want to go like a quick, brief like layout or like what a sponsor does for you, what you do for your sponsors? Yeah, what, you know, relationship between. Yeah, I mean, I don't need to go into exact details of of my sponsorship, but basically, generally, it's like. Um, either, um, usually a store or locals or, you know, an active member of the community who, who, uh, vends, or sometimes it's even just a player who sponsors, you know, a team who will help pay for either travel expenses or, um, a team of players, or in some cases not travel expenses, but maybe instead, um, or reward payments for if their players, you know, do perform well in the do tournaments. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Or some form or another of, you know, compensation for, you know, traveling and competing and, and doing well representing mm -hmm. the brand. That's fair. Do they like yeah. pay for your like your cards and whatnot? Like if you ever say, hey, I needed the uh, cash tier is the next wave and I don't want to tell anyone. So I just need the cash tier of cards. Like would they go out and buy you a core type deal? Um, you know, we try to we try to be um reasonable with what we ask for. But um, yes, I've, I've he's my, my sponsor has helped me with cards in the past when I really needed it. Um, 
And um, that's that's that is often a common thing with with uh, sponsors. Yep. That's pretty cool. I personally have never worked with sponsors or anything like that, or like known behind the scenes. I know that they help travel and flights and like bookings for, for like hotels for certain players and whatnot because they want their good players there to represent yeah. them. Mm -hmm. But I never know like how how deep it really got, you know. It, I mean, it's different for each team. You know, it's different for different players, different teams. But yeah, that's like the general idea of some of the type of things that sponsors will do. And, and absolutely, and being a part of a sponsor like that, well, like one of the high tier ones, like you're having access to people, like you said, like Jesse Cotton and, you know, all these other crazy players, that must make a, a difference in like, your decision on who to kind of go with on sponsorships, correct? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, I was just curious. Yeah, I mean, for most of us who are, you know, in the competitive scene sponsored, um, it's not like it's super exclusive where like we don't test with players from other teams and it's it's like a, it's like a you know bad blood rivalry or anything like that we we you know most of us are friends like i have plenty of friends on other teams who i'll still work with and test together with um mm -hmm. honey's actually not with luxury anymore but you know we still we're still very close we still test together all the time but like because you were on luxury you had access to play test circles including people like Hani or anyone really, you know what I'm saying, in your yeah. playtest circle, helping you mm -hmm. to get to their level as well. So yeah, I think that just must be pretty crazy as well. For sure. I might have you put in a good word for me. I might be a luxury duelist too, because uh, if I recall, <laughs> if I recall correctly, I think Polly owes me a favor. I, I think, yo, I think, I was gonna bring, I think I was there's gonna, a favorite out there. I was hoping to tell this story tonight. Yo, so oh, this story is getting told. Oh, absolutely. Yo, I was hoping we were going to bring this up. So about six <laughs> months ago, it was the August 2022 Cascula Regional. And uh, I think it was around, it was it was after round two after the lunch break. I yep. went next door to this cool, this, this cute little like vegan cafe. And I got this little yogurt smoothie parfait thing with granola. And I was like, oh, nice. That looks good. And I had a bite. And then I had a bite. And then I was like, oh, huh, this is an interesting, uh, interesting texture, huh? This feels, uh, <laughs> feels a bit itchy. And then I had a second bite. And then I was like, oh. This feels like granola. This has nuts in it. I'm really allergic to those. Oh, no. Bum, 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 bum. And then, like, within, within, like, two minutes, my, like, entire throat and, like, ears and, like, sinus system got, like, extremely scratchy and itchy and like swollen and like i thought my throat was gonna close up but it didn't quite thank god um oh yeah i feel you yeah and then i start get yo and then I, oh and then like 20 then after like 20 minutes then we had the stomach pain that was crazy then i got like freaking uh sad i went i think i walked back to the uh to the shop where the tournament was being held because i was because i was waiting for round three to go up yep. and like i just remember sitting down like feeling like i was dying i and yeah. then i ended up playing round three or attempting to play round three and midway like i i tried and like midway through the match i literally like i, I started getting uh like i started getting like nauseous and then halfway through the round i literally had to scoop mid game and i didn't even like i literally waited till like the last second I, when i finally scooped I didn't even have time to like pack my cards up and put them in the deck box. No, you did not, my friend. <laughs> I tried to like shove them in the. I, I gave up. Yo, I fucking dropped that shit and ran. I dipped. I was like, I ran. I ran out the door, got to the sidewalk, looked around for garbage pail. The only garbage that it was like they had those garbage pails. It was with, covered too. It was a sealed garbage can. Covered garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting 
I'm like, oh, this is oh, 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 nah, oh, nah, nah. And then I tried to, like, like I was, and I think that was right where you came over or someone came over mm-hmm. and was like, because you could, someone could see me, like, like I was looking around, looking around, like, like for, for somewhere yeah. to, like, to vomit. Yeah. And then someone yeah. was like, yo, yo, there's a pizza, yo, yo, there's pizza boxes on the floor, yo. And I was like, oh, shit. So I grabbed the pizza box, and in that moment, I no longer had, like, the mental capacity to physically open the pizza box. It was so, just right on top. <laughs> I just threw up on top of the pizza box on the sidewalk in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> 15 minutes or it's free, all right? And then, <laughs> yo. And then, and then there's like, at this point, there's like a crowd of like six people who have come over like, like yo, is he, is he okay? Is this, is this oh, too- that's the worst when you get a crowd going too. I mean, at least in this situation, you know, there was a crowd there for you for allergic, you know, yeah, reaction. Yeah, it was fine though, because like they were, they like they were coming over to help. Like, to, like and that's where, I think that's where I think, I think that's where we met. And then someone yeah. was like, someone was like, yo, yo, bro, somebody, somebody get the, yo, someone get this man like, like a bottle of water or something. Uh, yeah, and then this, was, there was this one was dude in the corner who was like, who was, there's this one dude who was like, I'll I'll get I'll get him if you I'll get if you if you give me a dollar I'll go get one if you give me. Yo, and that's like, what it was. And I'm like, yo, if you don't go and give me the fucking bottle of water, dog, like this guy's throwing up on the. I'm like, what is wrong with you? That shit was crazy. I was like, damn. Yo, shut the fuck up. I mean, <laughs> he saw opportunity. Where opportunity arose. You guys saw it. Supply was low and demand was high. You guys saw it. 50 cents. But my time is valuable. I respect respect, it. I was about to pull up a dollar, but but no, I was uh, (laughs) not. So that happened. And then uh, then I think uh, throughout the remainder of the afternoon, I think I threw up like three more times and ended up getting hives all over my body where like, you know how when you get a mosquito bite, like you can't stop scratching it. And the more you scratch it, the itchier it gets. I had that on my entire body. You just gotta mentally tell yourself, yo, this is a fucking hoax. And he did like, not the worst. Yeah. Yep. And no, I looked down and like I looked down and my body oh, was covered no. in like pink welts. Like it was I was, so in, the, was, I was in the bathroom. <laughs> this was your flu game, uh, essentially. We didn't have bird flu, we had Flanderese flu. Oh my gosh, bro. I was in yeah. I, and I just remember sitting in that bathroom at the cafe next door for like two hours, just sitting in their bathroom. They were just like, What is this guy doing in our bathroom? Like bro. <laughs> Like dying, just, just like dying, like pad, like I was, bro. And then I started getting dizzy to where, like, I, I remember standing up and walking back outside, and I almost like, like I started seeing like the colors and the lights, and I almost passed out. He's like, this is it. This, this is what dying feels like. And this, you know, no cap. And the whole time, my buddy who drove me, he was, he was, he was like X one. He was like four one five one, and like I'm like, bro, you. He, the whole time he kept saying like, oh, okay, Paulie, like I, I can just drop, like I, I. I can take you to the hospital, and I was just like, "No, you can't drop. You, <laughs> you can't drop. Play. You're right there, but you need your You're invite. Right we need so, you there in in North Carolina. You gotta come." So I wouldn't let. So I wouldn't let him drop until finally, when it got to the point where I was like passing out and like my body was like, himself. covered in mosquito bites. He, I think he finally, I think he finally got his second loss. Uh, so that was where I was like, "All right, Jacob, I think it's time." And then, uh, yeah, and then he took me to like one of those little like, uh, like clinic place, like walk-in clinics and the doctor came in and he was like, oh, we can give you like, like, here's some, here's some pills. And then I took the, like, it was like Benadryl or something. And I took it and then I immediately threw it back up like 30 seconds later. And then, so I don't yeah. think that shit ever got absorbed, but, and then I fell asleep in the clinic on the couch for, or on the chair for like an hour. And then, uh, yeah, that was, that was the end.
It seemed like it was a fun time. <laughs> it was very. It was a. It was a very event. It was a very unique regional. So he was undefeated too. It was crazy. Like the man was just even puking his brains out. Still managed to two zero this nigga. <laughs> Get in the scoop was, before he went out. I was. It was. It was crazy. It's a Michael Jordan flu game, bro. That's all it is. And then I asked around, and people were telling me who he was, and I'm like, oh, the name sounds familiar. I think he won that YCS. He won the uh, the remote dual YCS. And I was like, yeah, that, that, I can't believe that's him. Like, that's crazy. I, I was just interacting with him, and this is my first interaction with him, is him dying in my arms damn near. So I got to save this guy. So I was the one who got him the water, guys. If you're all listening to this crazy Kahoot story, I got Paulie that, that H2O, that agua that he yeah. much needed, and I saved his life. So I'm damn near, you know, luxury gaming quality material right myself. He's going to put in a good word for me. We're going to get him as a sponsor. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, no, the other day you messaged me and you were like, hey, like, you know, I do a podcast. Would you mind coming on the show? And I didn't know you guys. I didn't know you had a podcast, but I was like, nah, nah. I, I owe you one. I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely coming on that podcast. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Yes, I'll, I'll come up there so you can never bring that shit up again, X. That's it. That's <laughs> it. you bring that shit up again. <laughs> What a small world. What a small yeah, world. Exactly. Crazy. You never know when you need a hero. A hero call. It's funny because when I went to go message him, congrats, hopefully, you know, good luck. Hope you do, you know, do well in the finals. I got to, you know, pass out. Uh, I scrolled up a little bit farther and it was, I messaged him again that day after finding out who he yeah, was. He I did. had to like ask people and just to make sure that he got home okay. He got the he medical did. attention he needed and he, it, you know, he was me. straight. I felt I felt a part of that situation. I don't know if you felt it, but we were bonded at that point in time. He was in my arms, and I was just the caretaker, and I was just, all right, we got to get this man some help. Dude, you, know, you ever had someone dying in, like, the war movies when they're dying in your arms? They're like, help! We need a medic! You're just like, that's literally me. You're just grabbing it Get out this of man some hand. milk! He needs it! He needs some milk! Yo, I love that. Yo, no count. I love that meme. Like, he needs something. You need something. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was fun. I mean, it was fun to look back upon. It was probably wasn't fun at the time. But uh, no, it was, it was memories, time, you know. It oh, it's bonding, you know. It's friendship for <laughs> yeah. life. Speaking of all these players, though, like, uh, who would you consider part of your playtesting group? I can see you're out there doing these world's runs. Like, who do you, like, playtest with closely that you can say you can consider in your test group. So like I said, my boy Brad Sear, he's from he's from here in Connecticut. Um so he he's only ever played in one YCS. He like he doesn't play much, but he's like he grinds online a ton. Like he's insane. He's like an underground rapper, nice. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like you're you're the mainstream like you're Drake in it and he's just <laughs> I don't know. He's over here like hopping down in the fucking <laughs> underground. But yeah, but when we test, like, I mean, I feel like we it's very productive because like we're both like, like, we can move quickly and like pick things up fast and like get a lot, you know, get a lot done. And like we'll have like long sessions where we'll test, and it's really good. And he's like, he's he's like a great mind for the game. Like he's he's really good at like coming up with new decks and new combos. Um, he helped like so like he um he found the the base deck that we won the YCS with. Um, as well, it was originally created by Gabriel Nets from Team Disciples, but my friend Brad, like, he's, he's always online, he's always on DB. He saw Gabe Nets playing with it online, and then some other people, there were, like, there were a bunch of people watching, and, like, Gabe's the one who created the deck, and, like, that following week, there were a lot of people trying it out online. Um, I remember playing in an online tournament the week before the remote, before the remote YCS, and, like, almost every match was, like, a base mirror. But then when the remote YCS actually came, there were very few people, like, I guess, in the broader community who had, like, picked up on it. So, like, I didn't end up facing any mirrors 
in the actual event, except for I think one against Raph Nevins in Swiss. But um, but yeah, the base deck. Um, so that week while we were testing it, a lot of people were testing it. Um, Brad, he like changed it up, and um, I think we were the first ones to play it with the Punk engine, which at the time didn't have your note because your note wasn't out yet. But um, we just added the punk as like a one card Hulk and just like a way to get like a plus one. A good, it just good, just like with Telly to get like two extenders ah, of one Hulk. card. It was just good a good extension. Good old days. It was just a good extend, uh, like extension engine. And so um, I beat for that that pain of a time. Oh yeah. Yes. So so you fucked up Hulk for us. Yes. Yes. So, so we, you uh, guys, these Connecticut ass motherfuckers is what's, <laughs> is what's doing it. They fucked it all up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then yeah, then. So Brad came up with that build. I put the, I just, I like, I think we both came up with the idea to put the cross outs in. And then, yeah, that was what we won. I, what I won the remote YCS with. So yeah, Brad's insane. He's like, he's a great deck builder. And Honey's my other, like, one of my main people I test with. He's like always down to play. Um, Honey's an amazing player. Um, and yeah, we, um, we play a lot. And then like, aside from that, like, I just like, I'll just like hit people up um, here and there, like, if I want to play, like, I know people who are, like, I know who, who, kind of who, I'm always down to test with, like, whoever I know has been, like, testing a lot in the format. Like, even if it's, like, someone who's, like, not a named player, like, I'm always down to play. If, like, I know you've been, like, putting time in in the current format, regardless of who you are, like, I'm down to play. Like, sometimes I'll, like, I'll see a player playing, like, a cool deck that, like, no one's really playing, and they could be just, like, a random person on DB. I'll be like, hey, you trying to play? Because, like, like, that's a cool deck. I want to I see that. And, um, yeah, so, I, you know, I like to get as much experience, as much variety as I can. And, um, yeah. Are you open to, like, playtesting with, like, other people? Are you, are you, like, more of, like, an IRL playtester, like a DB, EDO, Mainly Omega? online. DB. Almost yeah. entirely on DB. Okay. Yeah. So you're a DB yeah, me, grinder me, of sorts. Yeah, me and Chris sometimes will, like, remote duel with each other, actually, like, for testing, which is, like, not a common thing. But uh, he, like, he's not a fan of... It's funny, it's interesting how some players, like really don't like DB. Chris, because, you know, Chris is amazing, five-time YC champion. He, like, he almost never plays DB. He doesn't like it. He likes hands-on, whether either I'm the same way. or under I'm the same way. So, I agree. Yeah. Are you a person who encourages other people to play test with you? Like, so if someone, like, let's say they just heard that you won the YCS, they just started, they're like, all right, if they reach out to you, I'm like, hey, I want to, you know, play test on DB, yada, yada. Are you, like, more open to, like, play testing with them? Um, or you're like, eh, you got to have a certain ranking before you kind of come up and play, like, before I, like, so, have my mindset to play test with you? It's not really about ranking, but I do, like, I get so many, I tend to get so many people asking me to play a lot of times. Yeah. It's like, I can't, it's like, I can't play with everyone. So sometimes I'll try, like, like locals friends, I'll try to play with sometimes if they want to play. But usually, like, like I said, I try to be, I am somewhat selective of who, I want, I want to test with like if someone wants to just sit down and play a match or two for fun I'll, I'll I'll do that sometimes but like for myself when I want to get testing time I'll I'll like I said I'll usually hit up people who like who I know have like currently been putting time in in the current format but so you're saying there's a chance <laughs> even if you're like an insane name player right like a really well-known player but like they haven't been playing in the current format as much like I'd rather play with a lesser known player who I know has been um really putting time in been in the trenches yeah yeah um I feel you. I'm the same way. Although I also like to help sometimes, like, returning players. Like, if there's, like, a well-known player who's, like, really trying to get back into it, like, and I would be like, oh, I'd love to see that person, like, do well again. That would be awesome. Yeah, it was good to see Pat Hoban. Pat Hoban was in top Exactly. Top like, a person like Hoban. Yeah. Or, or, like, or like even a local's friend who's, like, trying to get back into the game. It's like, you know, I, I want to help you. Like, I'll, I'll do stuff like that sometimes. How often um, do, you, uh, do you go to locals? I don't go to locals much. I don't go to local. Maybe, I think last really? year. Really? I only made maybe, maybe a couple yeah, times last me. year. Maybe a couple times last year, I think. Like oh, wow. four, I 
You want to shout out your locals? Like you have yeah, like a, a, um, a story so to go to? Imperial Gaming in Connecticut is like insane. Um, That's crazy. I didn't know that they were stationed in Connecticut. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's also yeah. Imperial Gaming in Wisconsin, but the one I it's unrelated. Um, no, the Imperial Gaming in Connecticut is the one I go to. Um, I was actually there last night for the first time in a couple months, and um, it was fun. I got to see everybody again. Um, yeah, Imperial Gaming, um, in Connecticut. Check them out. Also, um, my lo my my local locals, which is like right nearby where I live, is uh Fire and Dice Gaming in Connecticut, and they're they're cool too. I've known him; he's a good guy, the owner. I've known him okay. for a long time. Yeah. Is there any particular reason you don't go to locals? Like, you just don't have time of the day. You like, uh, um, you just don't like making the drive. Don't have the so, time commitment. Yeah. So I don't. Um. One, I don't drive, so I'll only go if I can. And that local Imperial's about an hour away, so I'll only go if I can. Um. Okay. If I can find something. The, the the nearby one I can get rides to more easily, but it's it's very casual. Um. There's not really that many competitive players there, so I. So you're not bringing cash, Tira. Max. Yeah. Power. Like, like I don't like. Yeah. Like I, I tend not to enjoy playing like less competitively as much. Um. Because not fun when you're playing like an insane track in there oh, and they're dear. playing like a rogue deck. Yeah, so like, yeah. and also, and also, just if I'm gonna put my time playing the game to, to toward, like, I'd rather put it toward, you know, testing and I'll, just overall online is just to me, even even a competitive locals is decent testing, but I feel like online is still better testing than even a good locals. Um, yeah, the bigger it, the net. You no, know, I hear you. Yeah. If you use like the resources that Dueling Book puts at your disposal, like if you use them effectively, it's it's the best testing you can get. You know, it's funny we we have a, a discussion at least at least once a week with our our group chats about how bad our locals is <laughs> but it's not Aww. but it's not because but it's not because that they are bad it's just because they play bad decks so like when we're play testing for like because i don't know if you remember how it is to be back in them trenches when you ain't got big old fancy names dad a play test <laughs> when you know when you're at a local level you, you just kind of like we consider ourselves a bunch of regional warriors like we may like a couple, a couple of our guys ryan app uh dan vrabel ian fitzpatrick they've all topped regionals before but that's really kind of the most we've got i think someone's gotten pretty pretty far in a ycs top cut eric christensen actually is in our locals but he's from florida we now claim yeah we claim him Wait, now yeah we have it we got him now florida he's a syracusean now motherfucker eric christensen lives in syracuse yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's in Syracuse. He's in Syracuse with us. So like, when we're losing, it's usually to him. So. Oh, and who was who was the other person said? Oh, uh, and uh, Dan Vrabel, Ryan oh, App, Ian Fitzpatrick won a, a regional before. Uh, we played with uh, Matt Pelletier, V V Lee. Yeah, he, he's well. He's from. I think he's from Cali though. He's bougie no, as fuck. Charles the V. Yeah. Oh, Scott he too. Is. Yeah, yeah, Scott too. But we got a couple of notable names. So like. When we go to locals, we try to use locals as like a practice for like bigger events like regionals and YCSs and whatnot. But when yeah. we come to find out, well, our locals is just round one at a, a regional, if that makes oh. sense. It's just so much rogue everywhere. It's like you don't even know. Like you can't account for like if I'm trying to practice, you got to play I against mean... good people. <laughs> nah, fuck you, Dylan. Nah, you, you, you nigga, you one of them. I gotta draw with you in Swiss every time. Hey, good, dude. I don't know what to tell you. I get store credit every time I walk in a place. So I don't yeah, shut the fuck you, up, Dylan. Uh, yeah, because you play One Piece, <laughs> motherfucker. We talking about this guy? Well, like it's, I understand what you're talking about. Like it's even if you go to locals, even a competitive locals isn't the same as playing a competitive mind online. 
you know what I'm saying? Like someone who yeah. knows the game and like, can teach you something instead of you going and being the biggest fish in a small pond. Way better, yeah. It's like working out with your buddies and then working out with a professional trainer. Yeah, exactly. Like like being the best of your buddies too. Like being already cut, going to the gym with your buddies, fooling around versus being with a trainer, actually knowing how to target and gain like muscles and, you know, bulk up and shit like that. So I get it. I mean, it's shocking. Don't get me wrong, but I guess the quality of the practice ma matters as well. So, oh yeah, one hundred percent. What what made you think that cashier was the best call for uh, the YCS? Um, so I spent a lot of time testing like different, uh, like as many as many different decks as I could. Um, the couple weeks leading up to the event, trying to find something other than Cashtira that like seemed better. <laughs> you couldn't really find yeah. anything. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was one deck we finally found at the end that I think was really good, which was the Tribrid Sprite deck, um, which Hani ended up playing. Uh, him, him and Kamal built it, and I helped them test it initially. And they ended up playing it at their events. Um, Kamal ended up getting top cut. Uh, yeah, he did. And Haisam also played it, and he ended up getting top eight. Yo, shout out to him, too. I think we watched that match. Uh, that was a, a really, really stylish match. He, he styled yeah, on him, for sure. That deck is that deck is really was really good. And, yeah, so, like, that was almost the deck I wanted. I actually brought that deck. I, I found someone to borrow the deck from, and I, I brought the deck with me to the event. But I ended up making a decision, like, I didn't have enough, I just didn't have enough playtime with it. And I always say, like, you should always play the deck that you have the most experience with, that you know the best. Within reason of, like, as long as it's, like, a tier one or two deck, you should play the deck that you know the best. And, like, I'm sure if I played that other deck, I would have been nowhere near as well. Um, and Cash is just, I've been playing Cash since before Vegas. And um, I just know the technical play with it really well, and uh, yeah. No word. I, I agree 100. percent And I think it. And I think it was. I think it. And I think it was one. It's still like I think Sprite and Cash are still the two best decks. It's not the best deck by a huge margin. It's just like because of the nature of like the deck of the fact that like if the other deck doesn't see non-engine, like you can't like every deck pretty much engine for engine loses to the lock. And also the fact that like Diabolos like kind of gate Diabolos itself kind of gatekeeps all the combo decks in the format. Because, like, deck, like, most combo decks, like, that require, like, you know, engine requirements, like, one-ofs that you need for your combo, like, you run the risk of them just, they, some games, they're just gonna get banished from your deck by Diabolos. And also the fact that, like, Diabolos warps, like, extra deck building, because, like, you have to play two-ofs of a lot of your shit, like, just Diabolos warps the format so much that it kind of gatekeeps a lot of the combo decks. So that's another big part of why, like, hard combo decks aren't really seeing play right now. No, I agree. It's the same reason I play against, uh... My boy Devon, shout out to Devon, this is Dragon Link ass, but he plays Dragon Link. And uh, I, let me tell you, ripping out a Striker Dragon is probably the best feeling I got. Or a, a Boral End or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so, have you been playing Cash Tira like, for a while? Or you kind of were just like, all right, well, this is the best deck, so let me pick it up and learn it. I'm the type of player where if I pick up a deck, I will have picked up a deck at the core. Like when it comes out in the core set, but mm -hmm. I also look at the OCG for like the future support. So I'll take an example of Flunderese. When Flunderese was announced, not everybody was kind of like flocking to it. But I also looked at the OCG because they get cards six to eight months ahead of us. And I yep, know yep. that they have the quick play, like at our Advin, uh, whatever it was. They have a, they've got Advin, Advinly Match. Shout out to Beltoni. <laughs> So I just knew that the deck was going to eventually be good. So I started playing the deck, even though it was bad without it, when it was losing the Imperm, losing the Veiler, you know, losing the Droll and Lockbird. And I was like, okay. all right, well, you know what I'm saying? So I keep playing it. And then knowing that I'm learning these small interactions now, yeah. so that way when I get the new cards, it's just a seamless 
put it in type deal. So have you been playing it for that long? I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a valuable like strategy kind of because like, I mean, you're almost making the trade off of like not doing well at the events before the support comes out in order to do better once the support does come out, which exactly. is like not a terrible trade off. Like, I, I do feel like, like, I think some players can pick up a deck and do really well with it. Like the day they pick it up. I don't know how in God's name they do that. There's only a few yeah. players in the game who I think can do that. Like Cody and like, there's a few others, but like. Shout out to Jake Curtis. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look at, but generally like, yeah, I think like having that extra time played with a deck before everyone else has played with it, like is huge. Like if you look at last year, like the first two players to win a YCS with Despia, once like the full Despia stuff came out, were Chris James and Andre Torres. Yeah. And as, um, at, at YCS Hartford, I remember we were all sitting around like listening to like the two of them, like explain like Despia stuff. And like, yeah. I remember at Hartford thinking like, oh, those, like those are the two people I like have like mentally noted as like the two people who know Despia the best. Yeah, them niggas know that Andre deck. Even, yeah, for real. I think Andre even topped Hartford with it. Without the yeah. So that was insane. And then like, <laughs> so like, it's crazy that the two people who I like remember mentally noting, like those are the two like people who, who like know that deck the best, like were then the first two people to win YCSs once the support did come out. So like, just like you said, like having the extra play time with the deck, like to get ready for when the sport does come out can be huge. Like I thought, I thought that was really cool when they both, I thought that shows too how like, like that, like anecdote shows like how skillful modern Yu-Gi-Oh is. Like the two, like the fact that the two people who know the deck the best were the two people who won the you, events with it. I'll be over here. I'll be knowing some things, man. It's great when you see a correlation between skill and success. Like, like, like I, lo I love that. Like that showed that. For real, when you see me losing with the deck, uh, on core value at a regional, just know that I'm over there biding my time. <laughs> I'm about to come back with the swiftness when that new support comes out. It's the same thing. Like I, I did the same thing with uh, Cashier. I've been playing Cashier since Dabble when it first came out. I got my Fenrir's for like fucking eight dollars. Or no, no, I paid thirty fives for my Fenrir, and I got my Unicorns for like eight dollars for the playset because nice. no one cared about them. And I got my Shangri Las, and I got all my fucking. I, I Ben had my Ascended Thunders. I Ben had my Instant Contacts. I even went out and got a goddamn Elemental Hero Neos, Air Neos for my extra deck, just so I can Instant Contact around the Wind Barrier statue. I, nice. I, I went all out for it. So Damn. you know, I can understand people who are going crazy in their you know early stages because when they get that support brandon's another deck when that next set comes out cyberstorm access oh boy you, that deck is making more more and more plays it's leveling up but what is your what is your deck building like does it change when you go to like little things like regionals compared to like when you go to ycs's is there like a different mentality that you take as far as your deck building process for those um, kind of like things or is it all kind of unanimous i don't i mean i, I definitely put more time into like finalizing my final deck list for a YCS at regionals. Like if I have a deck list that I've been liking, like I'll just go with it instead of like over double checking to make sure like every card's perfect. Um, so I definitely put more time into YCS. This is, but um, into like finalizing my list. But also, um, there are some as far as like actual like deck building theory. There are some differences between like events like regionals and events like YCSs. Um, definitely YCSs where you know you're gonna have to go through top cut after Swiss. You definitely like kind of have to keep in mind, like, sometimes make a decision between building more for, like, broader coverage for more matchups in your side deck. So, like, make sure you get, ensure you get through the earlier rounds versus, like, deciding just focus as much as possible on, like, on the top decks that you know you're going to be facing 
especially in top cut. Um, mm -hmm. So, for example, at LA, I sided no spell and trap removal in a side or main. There's no lances, no cosmics, no storms, no evenlies, harpies. Yep. There's none of that. Um, that that's, I explained because I, I did an AMA in Zodiac last week and someone asked me that question. And I explained, like, I, I made the concession to, like, not play those cards and, like, hope I don't just randomly lose early to, like, a back row deck in exchange, like, have more coverage for, like, both for, like, for the, the top cut decks. And, yes. Exactly. Um, and for other, like, Thank combo you. decks and such. Somebody gets it. Yeah. And, um, and, at, and like, at a regional, you could argue that it's more benefit, it's more important to size spell and trap removal because, like, rogue decks and back row decks are more common at regionals. Mm. Um, even though I've, I've entered regionals without spell and trap removal before, too, but I usually get punished by it. No, but that's ballsy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think going through a regional without spell and trap removal is ballsy. I I always main at least one duster just to like respect back row. If I lose that die roll, maybe that's just why I'm not a YCS champion. Then yeah, maybe that is why. Oh my! God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid to shut it. You're a two time champ. You tell him shut your mouth. Yeah, you can talk mouth. shit. Let me tell you, this is this is the platform to talk shit. See, the way I talk shit is I bide my time until I win. And once I win, you can't shut me up because oh that's God. when I start talking all the oh. shit. Uh, shout outs to Brendan. I got a, a player at Locals. He's in my kitchen right now playtesting. But when we go at it, when I win, oh my God, does he hear it. I'll get on a chair at Locals and tell him that he's fucking garbage and that he needs to go take the $5 that he put in the entry and go get some fucking skill with it type deal. And then no. he'll win. And he'll start blabbering about how I'm bad and about, you know, and whatnot. So, like, I kind of feel like the bullying makes us get better in a way because we're always trying to talk shit. So I'm 100% on board with anyone talking shit. You are a two-time YCS champion. No, talk I, that stanky no, shit. No, I don't, I don't like to talk shit. I don't like to talk shit. I, gotta, I know you don't. That's why I'm talking yeah. to for you. All you guys heard oh, it. He's a two-time YCS champ, and he told me my opinion ain't worth shit. You guys heard it. I seconded it. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. I mean, it's crazy because you don't go to locals because one of our questions that we had, you know, asked in from our, our listeners was, how would you improve your locals currently? Like as far as like bringing up the skill floor, <laughs> making other players feel better, encouraging new players to stay as well as stick through because it's kind of hard to learn the game as well as understand that yeah. uh, I'm about to go combo summon 50 monsters and end on a board. Like, you know how, if you, even though you don't go to your locals currently, how would you think you would improve it? So that way those lower locals could feel a little bit more competitive and actually yeah. be practice. I think like, I don't know, like it's, <laughs> It's hard to say what the solutions are to the game right now because, like, I do think the barrier to entry for new players is so high right now between the cost of cards, the amount of time, the time investment it requires to become proficient at the format, and just, like, the complexity of literally just the basic rules of the game themselves. It's so much. Oh, it's a second language, yeah. It's always good when there's, like, a player or players at locals who, like, have, who, like, who, like, just like to ball out and get, like, all the meta decks. Who can yeah. have like extra meta decks to like lend to the to like other players at locals that way like mm -hmm. at least like the cost um very entry gets Aspect reduced a little bit um yeah. yeah so like there's that like it's always great when like it's always good to like when like new the new the new people can just be like lent decks so they don't have to play their like you know if they're like low tier um decks that just aren't really gonna be able to compete 
What about bringing up as far as like the skill floor? Like, are you a person who would like advocate for like helping your opponent out? Because like I'm the type where oh, if I'm at a locals, I'll help you. Like I'll help you out a little bit. Maybe like you didn't read my cards fully or correctly, and I'll be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't enter battle and attack this monster. It's got protection, or maybe you shouldn't target this card. It won't be popped. Like you know, what I'm saying you can take that card back. No, I'll do the same thing. So like, let's say someone goes to do something. And it's like I'll, I'll be like, um. So, so this one is protected by this currently. So if you do that, this will happen. Like, and that way, I'll, I'll essentially imply the opportunity if they want to take it back and they can, they can do that. Um, I, I will do that. And, and also, like, after a match is over, I'll always, well, not always, but, like, I'll oftentimes, including at regionals or even YCS, after the match is over, I'll try, like, just give my opponent some advice. If I saw something that, like, they did that was, like, um, like definitively Because they could have done better, yeah. Better, I'll try to, like, you know, there's no reason not to try to help people out. So I, I'd like to do that. A better competition, like you said, it's just like practicing online with better people and decks is just because they have everything available to them. That's a totally good point. Yeah, no, I agree. Because we got people at our locals where it's like, yeah, they may have the best decks, but they're just misplaying with it. Like, I can sit across a Flunder player at my locals, and I know I'm not going to end. They're not going to end on M-Pen Trap Card. They're going to end on, like, oh, no. Trap Card, no. Continuous Spell, Rabina in hand, but Eaglet and like Stree out on board. It's it's crazy. It's 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 madness, my friend. So I agree with you in that aspect. But at the same point in time, I sometimes don't feel like putting in the effort to like improve upon those players because like mm. it's like I, I I don't know. I maybe I just have a far leftist fucking view. But I, like I'm a hundred percent on the yeah. Some people are just a five dollar donation at, at you know. They're, they're, you're, thank you for being a part of my uh my winning pool. <laughs> Like, there are some people who are just, like, they come, they bring their decks that they just feel comfortable playing or that's fun. And that's no, no shame to them, you know what I'm saying? We all have our fun. I bring Gate Guardians to locals, you know what I'm saying? I, I be playing fun things at times, too. But there are just some people who, like, there's no bother for me to, like, teach them because they just don't want to get better. They just want to sit there and play their cards that they enjoy playing. And there's nothing well, against that, but I agree with you. No, the thing like, is, like, I mean, that's, but it's, like, everyone enjoys the game for different reasons so even the even the players who like do just like to play casually and like if they're happy like if that's what they enjoy of the game like it's important for us to recognize like just because we enjoy like the competitive aspect of the game doesn't make playing yes. inherently inherently better or inherently more correct than playing casually or just collecting the cards or playing because you enjoy 100%. the art or the anime so it's important to recognize like you know everyone gets something different with the game and that's something that um i've come to appreciate myself even in recent years too yeah I have fun playing Kashtira the same amount as I have fun playing Cyber Dragon, the same way I have fun playing Earth Machines, the same way I have fun playing, uh, what is a leather meta deck? A Sprite. You know what I'm saying? As long as I'm playing a deck that I'm having fun with, I don't care if I'm yeah. losing. I, I'm just having fun. But at the same aspect, I'm also going to make that deck as competitive as possible just because I have that competitive aspect in me. So like, even if I'm playing a bad deck, I'm going to tech it out so that way it beats like the meta deck you know so it beats cards yeah, at sure. locals or like for when sure. i know i get the top cut i have to i'm gonna beat eric eric you're fucking done guy <laughs> you know what i'm saying like shit like that all right so we're about to do the three two ah, one ban the three two one uh that's obviously where we name one card that should come to three and so on semi-limited no pun intended and then no, uh, intended. It, it's one yeah i thank you <laughs> uh so we'll actually have uh you started Oops. out yeah <laughs> uh Polly, that is uh you could start it any way you can go from ban to three or three to ban it's all up to you balls in your court champ 
So, um, all right. So, so I understand we're, we got, we got to pick one card, right? That, that uh, should go to three, one card that should go to two, one card that should go to one, and one card that should be banned. I understand. Correct. So, I'm going to start with to three, my three. Um, I got to get my favorite card, got to get my favorite card back. You know, we got Pi Desires. They put it to two. My favorite card. Put it to two. <laughs> I was like, he did say this. This is stated. Yeah, Everyone it, knows. Did they put it to, I think they put it to one first, right? They put it to one. Yeah. Bro, I was so upset. I was like, they did not put my favorite card to one for no reason. No. And I mm. said to myself at the time, too, I was like, I mean, maybe they'll put it back to at least. But then I was like, there's no way. Like, whenever they limit or hit something, I feel like they always take so long to bring it back. Like, they'll only bring it back once it's well past the point in time where it's going to be any good anymore. So I basically made peace that, like, all right, it's never come back to two or three. It's over. And then the very next list, they actually brought it back to two. And... You have no idea how happy I was. I was on vacation and I was sitting in like a diner eating pancakes. I eat, and when I when the list dropped and I saw it on my phone, and I was just like, so happy eating those pancakes. <laughs> Please, yeah, we're working. We're, we're moving in a forward direction. So, 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 I, I am very happy with two and content. And, you know, it's always been argued that you only needed to play two desires anyway, but I was always a yeah, fan of three. Desires and the desires sucked. I was always a fan of three, though, so... uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that for my for my for my three. <laughs> um, for two, we're gonna have to go with engage because uh, I I don't know if you should go oh to two. Oh my but god, this nigga! Happen, right? All right, that's the end of the show, guys. Hopefully, hopefully you guys all enjoy. No. <laughs> hopefully you guys all enjoyed this uh, talk. You can't condone this kind of language, this slander. <laughs> Ray is bad. Let's go. Ray is bad. Right. I mean, Ray, Ray is, it's a mediocre deck. It's all right. It's mint. Oh my I'm gosh. With it. I'm with it. No. Maybe they do need to engage. They do need Pot of Desire, or they need Pot of Greed to get better. For my one, I don't really know. Like, uh, I feel like if, like as far as a card that could be unbanned to one, um, I figured I had to throw, like, I figured I had to throw at least one, at least one crazy thing in there. So I'm going to go with Levolve All Chain. Um, I, I feel like, like, yeah, I feel like that card, like, we have Beatrice, right? And it's, it's like, a good utility card for decks that make a six, but, like, it's not, like, game-breaking. And I feel like Chain would be the same thing. It's, like, it'd be a good utility card for, like, rank four for sure, but, like, I don't think it would break the game. Um, I could be completely wrong, and maybe it would enable some crazy combo, but, like, make it hard once per turn, put it just to one, I think, you know, I think it would be, a lot of decks would play it, but I don't, I think it would be okay. Um, I could be completely wrong, though. Um, if we were to put a card that is, like, a card down to one, I'd say... So, I kind of have an outlook on the game where, like, I'm so used to, like, I've played so many formats, and I've changed decks so many times, because I'm, like, I like to always try to play the best deck. Um, I kind of, and, like, I do so much testing for whatever the format is. I've come to kind of just look at the format always as, like, you know, like, it, it whatever it is, it is. And, like, things rarely ever stand out to me as, like, inherently, like, too good or too broken. So, it's, like, you'll I, I, you'll really, like, see me like, sit there and be, like, all right, this card needs to get hit. This card needs to yeah, get no, hit. Yeah, no, I feel like, you. Okay. I look at it more, like, things needing to be hit is more just based on, like, time sensitivity. It's more, like, okay, once something's been, like, the best for, like, X amount of time, yeah. now it's time for yeah, okay. Yeah, for real. Like, you, you, all right, you did it. You got your point. You got it. All exactly. Right. Like, things needing to be hit is really just about rotation to me. So, like things to rarely stand out to me as like inherently problematic in the way a lot of players look at it 
Um, there is one category of card that I do think is inherently problematic, and I would say all should probably be hit, which is Floodgate cards. Um, especially Floodgates that, uh, act through lingering effects. Um, so I would have to use my limit probably on something like Summon Limit or, um, some Floodgate along those lines. I'm very, very glad they banned Order. That was a card I thought needed to go, and I'm very, very glad they banned Thank you. Fuck you, George. Fuck you. Now you know where you stand. He wanted me to ask you. you know, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. George wanted me to ask you on our brother podcast, Heart of the Podcast. I'll be I'll be sure to introduce you guys. But George and his dumbass said, ask Paulie if you should think order should come back to one. And I'm like, Duh. I'm not asking him this dumb question, George. I'm, I'm sick. I would have... <laughs> I would have gotten super tilted at that question. Yeah, see, exactly. Um, Fuck you, George. Exactly. Your opinion uh, means nothing. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, that's the one category of card that I absolutely think should not really, should not uh, exist. Um, I th so I was extremely happy when they banned mine. I was like, that that 100%, 100% needed to happen. That was one of the few cards that, like I said, it's rare for me to really feel a card like is, like, is too problematic where it needs to be hit. Mine was 1,000% one of those cards. Um, about like last year around the summer, I said there was the number one card I, I felt should be banned was mine, and the number two card I felt needs to be banned was D Barrier. One of those two cards is gone. Um, one is not, so that's what I'm gonna go with for my for my ban. Uh, I would say Barrier. Ooh, okay, so Barrier. I think Barrier yeah, similar similar barrier. To, similar to Floodgate cards. It's like I said, just I don't think Floodgate's healthy for the game, and ones that act through lingering effects are even worse because like you can't even out those with like msc or cosmic or twin um mm -hmm. and that's why i think cards that are like like if you build a board and put a barrier behind it like and against the deck which is vulnerable to barrier it's you're there's almost no way you like lose the game and i just think mm -hmm. it's like the the com combination of like a full board plus like a card like that is just too impactful it, it it's like going first already is generally an advantage in the game generally i so i think like Card, like cards like that that make going first even more powerful just shouldn't really be legal um so that's that that's what i'd go with for my band would be barrier Dylan, you i really agree? like that pick yeah that's a pick is solid uh there's what do you agree about do you agree with all those picks uh so a little bit before the podcast started Xavier was telling me, oh, your picks are garbage. Oh, your picks are fucking trash. They are but, fucking garbage. Uh, you know, let's just let's just go to my list. Real this quick, motherfucker wanted snow to one. All right. Let's just let's just go to my yeah. list right now that I put in the chat uh, before anyone, uh, you know, before. Well, you put yours first, but then I put mine and got to say pretty goddamn similar to the champs. Polly's <laughs> list here. Uh, great minds think alike. You know, maybe you performed a little better than me. Uh, you know, but let's let's just go right here with uh, the card I have going to three is oh none other than Pot of Desires. Uh, X said uh, X. What did you say about this pick? You said it was a. I said desires into desires is bad. Pick. I said these are all oh, garbage. No, picks. no, that's not what you said. Oh yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. That's what uh, I so said. <laughs> because these are well, first off, these are mad generic. Before <laughs> these are all like safe picks. I was waiting for the craziness to come out. Oh, it's I wanted on, people safe. to get edgy with it. He, he started getting edgy with the Lavalval chain. I'm like, you know what? I could give him that. We got we got foolish burials at one, but you know what I'm saying we we can get to it. <laughs> only only level four is that's utility. 
I don't really know about the D barrier. I love D barrier, but that's because I'm a degenerate ass player. So maybe it should be banned. In that <laughs> no, case. we have we have what's that new uh, quick play? Or no, it's not a quick play. No, it is that you can't use monsters on the field to X Y Z link and all. Oh, that. Oh, uh, spellbound. Yeah, spellbound's a good like you could get rid of D barrier because spellbound. I think that's a more fair. Eh, it's not that. the same. Yeah, like, it is not that's, the same. What, that's what I was thinking. It's a fair. D barrier is way more impressive, right. and that's why I love it. No, it, I know. That's but what like, we're saying, but like though. things are immediately not competitive once they become fair. Yeah, that's that's true. I don't think yeah, like, right. I, I don't like, think my, I don't know if you, you you probably didn't probably didn't listen to our last episode, but we were talking because Eric Christensen's in our locals that mm-hmm. anything Eric Christian plays is usually ban worthy because Eric only plays ban worthy cards. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So like, if he's play, if he's playing a card, it's most likely be banned. <laughs> you got to be the very best. You can continue with your bad takes, Dylan. Uh, well, not just my takes, uh, but I also have engaged. Both of those safe takes. <laughs> I also have engaged going back to two. I think it's fair. The deck you they keep pumping. Players are crazy, dog. They're pumping enough support into the deck. It'd be cool to see it get you know its little more draw power and all that. Insane. Where uh, I'm going a little bit off. This is the craziness. This is where it gets a little wild. Uh, to one, I have Dryden coming back. I think Dryden can come in and do one. Uh, oh, I like that. I like that. I like that pick. Yo, that's better than my one pick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a spicy pick. That's a spicy meat the ball. It can bring a lot, you know, a lot of decks back into the format. It can add a lot of spice to to the current format. I think. I'd love Zoo. Oh, I love Zoo too. I did. That was they, great. Were, they were all right. I love I love Zeus and Eldridge. That was like that, it, it put Eldridge oh, on the, the shoulders Sherbo. for a bit. Yeah, yeah. With some Eldridge cards behind it, perfect. I'm with it. Perfect. The, the card I could. Uh, it's kind of actually under the same uh, guidelines of what Polly said, but I think Harpy's Featherstorm could get the ban hammer mm. limited to one. It you know it's not a huge problematic deck, but when that card gets flipped on you, you're like, oh, well. Uh, to the average player, your turn's over. It's crazy because when I said barrier, I was after I was finished talking about barrier, I was trying to recall. I I was gonna say like I know there's a there's another trap that floodgate trap that acts through a lingering effect, just like barrier. And I was I was gonna bring up how there's two in the game currently, and I couldn't remember what the second one is. And it's storm. You literally just reminded that's that would literally be probably my other pick alongside barrier. Blue ain't dead. Great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah, I, I Yo, think... first off, Dylan, you don't even fucking play! Oh my god! You heard it here, folks. Don't you validate this motherfucker? That was semi-live oh. right there. Nah, don't just... you fucking don't you swell his head up. <laughs> I gotta go oh. and deal with him afterwards. Oh and in the next three oh. episodes is oh I have the same opinions as Polly. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Everything is the same. <laughs> but yeah, I just think you know for Windex, especially you know it's a Windex uh, card. But if that gets flipped on you, like I, back when I was playing heavy, that card got flipped on me at Kitchen. Lo- we call the you know where Xavier has the gang practice Kitchen Locals, oh. and uh, that card got flipped on me a few times. And it's it's just all right, like pretty much. Let's go to the next game, or you know, your turn's over that turn. Hopefully you can live. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't need to use monster effects. Hopefully you're setting for a passing guy. <laughs> Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, no, I, I can agree with those. I mean, those ones, Dryden I like and Harpies by the Storm, like it is an oppressive card. I can get that, but Engage the Two, fuck Striker, who cares? And Desires, I hated doing Desires into Desires anyway. If you want to play to their Desires, I never really have a grudge against it, but like, whatever, it's at two. I'm, I'm fine with it. Playing two is fine. I'm usually cool with playing cards at two anyway, personally. But uh, if I had to pick my my three, two, one ban, uh, would be, what was it? Uh, oh yeah, so, uh, coming to three, I got Monster Reborn because these are all spicy ass fucking picks. Uh, I had a conversation with shout out to Tyler Cohen, and we were talking about how Monster Reborn could potentially come back to three with almost maybe zero change to. Yeah, I think one. Yeah, that, that, but no, like it's very slim, kind of like how Change of Heart is. It might see some side deck play or something like that but mm -hmm. only combo decks are using it and there are too many mid-range decks that can stun out or disrupt or out grind most combo decks now so you know even with three monster reborns i don't think it's doing i anything. don't think that's even really good card in most combo decks like, i don't think the card would see play at all yeah exactly like you know it's just an extender like and it although it targets from both graveyards that's what like the big argument was like yeah it takes your from your opponent's graveyard as well but, and it's not once per turn i don't really see people Play, like people aren't playing those extenders now you, usually yeah. if an archetype doesn't have an right. in archetype extender it's not being played in the meta currently right, anyway. Exactly. so i know so monster reborn can come back to three spice number one all right next spice going to two and i mean going up to two not down to two i want my boy called by back at two called by the grave can come back to two let's creep that bitch back over to three Sounds like you've been playing a lot of Master Duel a little bit too much. Half disagree with you on that one. I'm not a fan of call. Uh, I, I think um, so. I think hand traps serve an, a really important function in the modern game because of how combo based the game is and how like a lot of decks can just make it unbreakable board turn one if you let them go off. Hand traps really just like they serve a very crucial function, and I think cards that negate hand traps. I don't think should be legal. When Call By was first announced a couple years ago, I was very, very upset about the card. That was uh, that, the Call By was the card release that I was the most upset about in the last ten years. No, I could see that. Yeah. Unironically. Now we're getting into it. Um, that was yeah. I think like like a combo deck being able to just do its stuff and just negate the the only thing that has the potential to stop it is just is just very unfair. All you gotta do is chain Lancia. Yeah, yeah, have a second hand chop. It's always the answer, right? Then they chained a second called by. If I'm not mistaken, called by came out, and then even Red Reboot hit, like, the next set after, didn't it? A couple things have changed that make called by not as uniquely powerful. Like, now we have tactics, right? Now we have cross out. There's already other cards that can deal with hand traps, and, like, also, like, there's hand traps that can't be called by, like, Nib and Infirm. So, like, it's not as free as it used to be. Now I'd probably po possibly be okay with it going to two. Um, the other big change, which I've been noticing in re the past, like, year to two, I would say, um, I think Konami also recognized, like, the oppressiveness of, like, the ability of combo decks to just make an unbreakable board turn one. And they, I, think, I, I think they've intentionally been designing archetypes with less Omni-Negates. Because if you notice, yeah, more like, disruption. Right. If you notice, um, decks like Despia and Tash are like good decks, but like they don't have any. They they have no in-engine Omni negates. So like they're very beatable with like board breakers. 
So now it's like now hand traps no longer are like the only way to win going Now like sometimes just a combination of board breakers or even just sometimes one board breaker is enough to be able to like play going second. And a lot more games now in mirrors of those decks end up going to grind games versus like a lot older combo decks where it was it's just funny. like lower I, I, would just one. I said two. the same thing. That's why my argument for called by was most people would switch off of hand traps. And then now you can play things like board breakers, kaiju's, you know, interrupted kaiju slumbers, dark ruler, no more in place. Yeah, so I think now with the way that archetypes are being designed, I do think because there's less omni gates now and the games are just inherently more interactive, I do think you could probably like call. I could probably go up without it being too much of an issue. Um, so I, I could be on board. I could get on board with that. Yeah, yeah. I also think that Konami is deliberately putting cards into the game. Even like last ban list, they did something like they put Dimensional Fissure at three and they put Macrocosmo to three. And they've been doing a lot more of the banishing of the graveyard, especially with like around tier format. So like in my eyes, Call By really isn't like the worst of your problems. Yeah, I will say I'm not a fan of Macro and D3 going to three because like I said, I'm not a fan of Floodgate cards like that. I didn't like that change, but but yeah. But aside from that, I do recall I probably could start going off now. So my one pick, uh, card going to one. First off, free my nigga elf. We know what the deal is. Yeah, I need to bring my boy back. Bring back tier elements elf. He ain't do shit. I once want my sprite back. That's a crazy statement. They, they did just win a London without it, but I just want that back. I don't know how you guys' uh, thoughts are. Uh, they could. It could be gone. That kind of uh, power is a little too strong. Nah, no matter if it's nah. an XYZ card or a synchro or anything like that. Like that power is too much so you say so you say but and then last but not least band band hammer uh gimmick puppet nightmare gotta be gotta go simple as that good one good one and that's yeah. like that's like the craziest one of all right it's a floodgate and it's a lingering effect and it doesn't even trigger initially so you can't even negate it like like at the initial activation that's like that's like the most powerful of all the like lingering yeah. effects. as we were talking earlier a lot of the cards that are on the band list are either cards that A, send cards from the deck to the graveyard, or B, tutor cards from the deck to the field, or, D, or C, are floodgates, or yeah. uh, oppress your opponent, or tell them they're not doing something. So I agree, that shit needs to go. It's it's a weird lock that only branded players can have access to, and is not even counterable, unless you have like a fucking cross out with your expulsion. I could agree with that. You put me on uh, to the light of that last podcast. So uh, you put your reasoning out there pretty solid. I could agree with that. There we go. And this guy agrees with me too. So you know it's right. Oh, I got a great, I got a great opinion. Paulie agrees with me. I sound like Dylan. Jeez. <laughs> All right. So Paulie, quick, a couple more questions before we get you out of here. Uh, just uh, do you have a favorite format for us for a quick? Is there like a format that you kind of gravitate to when you're on online? It's tough to say. Like there are so many that I like. Um, I got what? Well, I'm actually not a fan of playing retro formats. Um. I feel like they almost it almost ruins the nostalgia, at least for me personally, to go back and play more. So I, I prefer I'd rather leave the leave the memories, you know, untouched. But I but there but there were so many formats that I enjoyed. Um Zoo format, Necroz format. God, like literally all of them. Like I there's I love like one deck like tier zero or like one deck formats. Um the Electromite format, spiral format, like Goki format. I, I love striker too, I love striker freaking um yeah. all of them um i think uh but probably i i might have to say for my favorite i might have to say terraformat 
I do. I mean, I think Terraformant was probably tier zero one. No, Polly, no. I think Terra was probably the most skillful format we've ever had. I think that this Terramir was probably the most. I had fun. The most skillful match match uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh. So I think um, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Terra. Back when uh, was it Spiral was tier zero. I really wasn't super into Yu-Gi-Oh enough to purchase all of those cards. Like, mm -hmm. just getting into it. Like, I think around that time, I was just getting my, like, third Ash Blossom. So, like, that's where I was at. But, so this was, like, my first, like, I'm all in. I'm a little bit more experienced. Still the average player, but I can play tier. And I have to say that uh, tier zero formats are definitely becoming my favorite as well. It just feels more fun. I, I, it's not even like what Brendan was saying. Like, how you just don't have to prepare for it. You just pay, prepare for the mirror. But it's just the interactions going back and forth between the two. Yep. 100%. It was just such a skillful... It was just a, just a good game. Xavier hated it, but... I did hate it. I did hate it. It was a, it was oh. a very, very loveful time. Uh, well, just because I've, I vowed to not play uh, the meta, to be a rogue warrior. And so when I find myself playing meta like this format and a couple other formats when I played Sprite, like, I, I feel like I kind of do an injustice to my, my rogue warrior heart. But yeah, that's just me thinking about it from... Uh, a loser's point of view, a rogue player's point of view, <laughs> a, a tier two and lower point of view. The losers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so, would you say that tier is your favorite deck, or do you have a favorite? Because we know your favorite card is Desires, obviously. Yeah. That card. <laughs> favorite deck's a tough one. Similar to the last question, it's that I don't know. Probably Terra. I'll, I'll go with Terra. And favorite card, yeah, Desire. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't Damn. play this yet together. But uh. <laughs> this this man wants all ulti Desires in his tier deck. That's it. Give this I man what he wants. I almost thought about buying at one point, but uh, that, that, that doesn't work. We, we won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your most uh, expensive uh, Yu-Gi-Oh card that you own? Oh, besides, that's a tough one. Besides, besides the prize card that you just won, because that's priceless, <laughs> besides, quote unquote. Besides the, besides the prize cards, which I do still have both, um, I have a I have a first set Exodia head that I got for like 100 on eBay like seven years ago that it's... Pretty, I think it's mint. Like I, I can't see any visible flaws in it, so it's like I haven't gotten it graded, but I feel like it probably gets it. It would probably get at least a nine or a ten. Um, so I have to like, it's like it's raw. Um, and yeah, I feel like I feel like it get a ten. So that's what like, I, I'm gonna go with that because like I think Zodi has ten or like I, I don't know what they're worth anymore, but that's probably one of my potentially most valuable cards. And then I have like I've been collecting for for years, so I have like a lot of stuff, some OG stuff. I have like a TP8 Feather Duster that I pulled years ago. I have, or no, actually, I got it actually for like 10 bucks in like 2012. And then I have, um, I have, let's see, I have a Starlight IP I won in an online tournament. I have, hey, uh, yeah, I got some cool, got some cool stuff. Some other old first dead cards, LOB. Yeah. My buddy just gave me a pile of uh, cards one time when he was leaving college, and there was two first edition Mystic Elves in there. That's crazy. LOB. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. They're just, they're in my binder today. Why couldn't it be Celtic Guardians? Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Beautiful card. I agree with you there. But <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a sweet little going away gift. So those are pretty high up in my collection there. All right, guys. And with that, we are running out of life points. Uh, we just wanted to thank our guests today and our sponsors one more time. Uh, so thank you again, Polly. I'm running out of life points. I like it. Maybe one day he'll be a YCS champion, but for right now he's gonna be a fucking one piece <laughs> uh, bum. So the one piece. He's a, he's, a, he's a slut for Bandai. We don't we don't give him. I kudos. respect. I respect it. <laughs>
a treasure cup coming up. We're gonna we're looking to get first. But... Take us out, motherfucker. Here we go. <laughs> we just wanted to thank uh, our sponsor, Unplugged Gaming, one more time. Uh, Discord uh, link in our link tree below. Just go ahead and check everything out there. We want to make sure that everyone goes down in that description below and clicks on the link tree link and goes to the Twitter to make sure to enter the following. It's free. Just go follow us and you're entered in the giveaway. Go do that right now. Paulie, any closing thoughts? Do you have any uh, opinions on the show? You know, any closing thoughts you want to speak about? Yeah, no, I had a nice time. Thank you guys for having me. That was fun. Yeah, thanks for being here for sure. No problem, guys. It was definitely awesome having you. We are going to wrap it up for you guys. We are all out of life points. So thank you, Paulie, for once again coming on. And we hope to have you in the future. More than welcome to come on. Just reach out to me. You got my number. Feel free to text me. Sure. No problem, guys. We'll link up next. And hopefully you guys will see him at YCS Philly in May next month. Hope you guys are booked and going down there. They don't change that shit last second again. So you guys can go see my man, Polly. Go get that third ring, all right? All right, guys. I am the Galone Wolf, joined by... Player X. Polly Aronson. And we are the Semi-Limited Podcast. Have a good night, guys. Bow, 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 bow.